ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 162 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network, or the DEP network, if you will, and I will. Uh, it's a fun Tuesday. We're a fun Tuesday, fun Thursday. My week is flying by. We're here in uh, the, the start of week eight, and I've got my boy Drew here with me. How are you doing tonight, Drew? Doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, your, your bills are playing tonight, so I'm surprised you're here. I, I actually was expecting you to be like, sorry, I can't make it. <laughs> I'm sick. And uh be watching your team, but I appreciate you making some time for us tonight. Priorities. That's right. And it, again, if you, if something crazy happens, we understand. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, but we've got a great guest with us tonight, the one and only Bob Gilchrist. I guess, Bob, where, where are you even, like, what would you say your, your main, like, where are you from? Are you from DTC? Are you from Fantasy Cares? Are you just your own little thing? What do you do? Bob's in the basement. There uh, you go. Right. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, DTC is uh, where I have been hanging my hat. Fantasy Cares has been a hobby, which has been uh, surprisingly growing over the last couple of years, I would say. Yeah, that's uh, oh, great work. Yeah, we um, we definitely have done uh, a lot in the last year, especially. But we will get into that later, I guess. Well, and that's actually, maybe we'll just kind of get into it now. This is as good a time as any, right here out of the jump, right? So I'm wearing my Fantasy Cares shirt. I was really glad to help out with the Eliminators this year uh, and just be a part of that. And obviously, it, it takes a village to make this all work. It's not just one person. It's not even just a group of three or four anymore. It's kind of growing and, and getting bigger. And I know, Bob, you were involved in a lot of that back-end stuff we were talking about a little even before. Uh, I guess what just in case someone hasn't heard of fantasy cares or isn't sure of what that is or what you guys do, why don't you just run it through real quick so people can get familiar before we go deeper. Okay. Uh, well, fantasy cares is the, uh, uh, first really fantasy sports related, uh, 501 C three in the world that I know of. I have not seen another one yet. Um, we basically, are set up to fund other 501c3s uh so it, being able to support anyone from jdrf to uh no kid hungry or um the the many actually there's quite a few food shelters that we are involved with um this month we're doing a uh, breast cancer awareness um and donating i believe we're shooting for 5,000 to um, one of our charities that we've supported in the past. And it is 100% uh, free fantasy football related. 
items that you know if you like what we do send a donation like that yeah and i know you guys are doing a lot of giveaways and stuff too some like promotional things where you're you know you do you donate in a certain time window you're entered into a raffle where you can win i think a justin jefferson jersey i think is the last one i saw and there's a ton of stuff oh, that was just that, that was too, a right? specialty that was a special because ah. scott's birthday you know yeah that makes sense uh, yeah for, for scott fish yeah Yes. So yeah, the Vikings, it was his one uh, pick of choice for his birthday. Uh, th that one did pretty good. Right now, we actually at uh, Fantasy Cares uh, backslash uh, GG is the Devontae Adams jerseys giveaway this Ooh. week. That's a fun one. All right. Well, yeah, I know I like that, that. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of different things that make this fun. And I think having a fantasy uh, kind of charity in a way is a very unique thing. And I think it's a really great idea. And I know Scott's been a big proponent of doing more for fantasy or sorry, doing more for charity in fantasy leagues and just kind of having a, a home base to kind of put all that into one spot. And then, like you said, fund other donation places and kind of, you know, put that money to good use in a lot of different ways. I just think it's awesome. So again, really appreciate you coming on, of course, for that. And then of course, for letting me help out with it too. So it's just, it's great to be a part of it. Uh, I know, again, with DTC, Dynasty Trade Calculator, I know you've been there for a little while. Uh, I guess, and I don't want this to sound rude, but do you create any content that people might want to know about or that you want to reference here out of the gate? No. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've seen my pictures. Even if yeah. you don't know who I am, you've, you've seen a picture or two that I've made. Um, there are... Uh, I was doing a podcast with John Bosch and we've been meaning to get back to it. Um, the dynasty time machine where we yeah. review trades and John tries to guess what player I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I love that one. Um, that was always fun. We, we've been a little busy getting fantasy cares together, but we are, we will be back. I like it. I like that. Uh, I guess before we get into the news, I don't even know if there really was any news. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up or anything else you're working on right now? I guess just to try to give you some time to, to promote something at least. For me? No, everything everything's tight to the vest. I like that. I, I like that. I, everything I'm working on, everyone wants to know. Yeah, even and we're, they don't I'm know that I'm working on more. I'm, I'm trying to see what more I can get out of you, Bob, but you're doing a great job as always. Yeah, um, no, probably not going to give away any, any of the <laughs> secrets. That's fine. Uh, That's fine. But uh, no, I can't do that either. I was going <laughs> to say something. Oh, but... Maybe we can get it out of you later. But uh, with that, I did say, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of news. I know that there was some, like, I would almost call it fake news about Tyreek missing this week. And then, of course, the next day he's back at practice and everything's fine. Um, I guess, was there any news, Drew, that you could think of or that you wanted to bring up in this little section before we get on to the, you know, looking back at week seven officially? Uh, no, I just saw an update. I think somewhere that uh, Arizona's activated or gotten Kyler back at practice and taken him off their injury report here. So it seems yep. like we've got some uh, imminent returns there with him, and we've got a, a couple other guys that we're waiting to see timelines um, on their return. But I think that's probably one that a lot of folks have been waiting on. I've seen a lot of trades with Kyler this year, specifically people trading out to get uh, you know maybe add him to their team if they're trying to shed some points, and then I think some teams uh, anticipating his return, hoping he comes back at the right time. So he was a, a mid to later round pick for me and Scott Fish this year, hoping that maybe he might put me uh, in a better position if he truly comes back and returns close to form. So 
Uh, yeah, he's the only other one that I've been kind of keeping an eye on because I've got him in uh, only two leagues, but uh, could be high impact if he if he comes back. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good piece of news too. And then there's a lot of people that have him in dynasty leagues all over the place that have just been holding on and waiting. I know I've, I've taken a bunch of questions about him too. Like, should I go get him before he activates? And I've always, I've said from the start of this, like, well, you should have acquired him when he first got hurt. Cause that was the lowest price. Uh, and if you're rebuilding, I've always said that, uh, you know, Murray was a great rebuilding asset. Like if you don't need him this year anyway, like just go get him now for something and get those points off your roster. So hopefully you've already got him on your roster and you're not trying to acquire him now. Cause this might be a higher price now that mm-hmm. he's actually coming back. And that does kind of mean the end potentially anyway for Joshua Dobbs, which is a little sad, but it is what it is. We all kind of expected that was going to happen. Um, so I know I've been rocking him in a couple of leagues. And I yeah. think, uh, Bob, I think uh, you just stole a quarterback from me and death becomes you. Is that correct? I believe so. I think, believe Joshua Dobbs might have been a part of that. Well, kind of. Yeah, he uh, he, he didn't help me. And I will be honest, too. I, I used Juju Smith-Schuster, who got zero points because I wasn't able to get him out of my lineup in time. So you stole from me in that vampire league, which is a terrific vampire dynasty league run by Ryan McDowell. I just think that's such a crazy idea, vampire dynasty league. We'll see how it goes. Uh, But it could be very uh, lopsided very quickly. But I love the fact that you guys are sharing a team. It's you, John Bosch, and Matt Price, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a little DTC DLF combo. I like that. It's a way to do it. Um, But yeah, really, there aren't any other news items that I can recall. So I think we're just going to kind of move forward to looking back and looking ahead. So we're going to look back at week seven. Um, Really didn't feel like a, a crazy week. It felt like a normal week. I don't want, it sounds almost mean, but like, I didn't feel like it was as bonkers as we've seen the last couple of weeks. Drew, what did you think about week seven? Was there anything that stood out to you? Any players or plays or anything that you want to bring up here as we're looking back? Uh, probably the most recent, you know, looking back at Monday night, uh, I think trying to look at a uh, Kirk cousins here. I forgot. Was it you, Bob, who I think put out on, on the X there, you know, you bet enough on the same thing. You're going to get the right result at some point, <laughs> or if it was somebody else, yeah. but you know, looking at Kirk cousins and prime time coming through, you know, got saved by Jordan Addison right before halftime. Um, but uh, what a showing by Addison this year, but uh, really uh, to see the 49ers drop two in a row, which, you know, injuries and so forth. But uh, I think a lot of people were expecting primetime Kirk plus the 49ers coming off a loss would equal uh, a different outcome there. But um, yeah, I think I agree. Pretty straightforward. Nothing crazy as far as injuries or, you know, major, major upsets that kind of shift the landscape of a division or anything like that that I can recall. Well, the only one that I was even going to mention was just the Bears in general, right? With Tyson Badgen. I got the tea bag going well. Uh, that, that worked out well for them. <clears throat> uh, we got Deonta Foreman kind of showing back up, you know, and after he had an Achilles tear, I think it was like three or four years ago, right? Wasn't he one of those that was like cast yeah. aside and never to come back? And he's kind of showing that he might be a good back. If Roshan and Khalil can't come back this week, then maybe he's the guy again. I mean, not that Las Vegas is a killer team, but I think that whole Bears offense looked different and better without Fields, which is noteworthy in a way because Fields isn't playing again this week. I mean, he's already been ruled out. Um, but I guess, Bob, before you go on to what you thought of week seven, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Bears? I mean, are the Bears for real now or is this just a mirage? Um, I'm going to go with a mirage. I think that's uh, a fair answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, the other shoe is going to drop for the rookie quarterback and uh, I'm not going to uh, bet your money on it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> so that. uh I I mean Fields, I don't think is as bad as it's uh, looking because everything around him is 
that bad. Yeah. He's not getting the, his fair share. No, that makes total sense. I would agree. Um, I think uh, there were some other things that maybe are, are kind of stood out to me in the theory, but was there anything in, in your mind, I guess, at week seven that you want to look back and go, oh, that was surprising? Um, not really. Besides, crazy. there might have been something that happened at Foxborough. Okay. Um, I want. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to say it. I wanted one of you two to bring it up. Uh, I, could, I can't remember. The there was a, there was some some game in Foxborough this week that um, someone thought they were the the division uh, champ. And Drew, do you have an opinion on this uh, statement that Bob is saying? Uh, Red Sox are out, right? Is it, am I thinking <laughs> the right thing here? Or? Not different sport. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Celtics just started. There you go. Well, so Bob's for those not not sure, Bob's Patriots beat Drew's Bills this week. Uh, that was surprising. I would agree. That was definitely not expected. That was, uh, I, I think, a lot of people lost in Survivor for that. I mean, I think a lot of people were predicting Bills by a, a dozen. You know, that was not expected for Mac Jones. And again, I think that that might be something worth mentioning just in general is that Mac Jones sometimes has these games. Right? He kind of shows up in weird spots to become. I wouldn't say dominant, but at least serviceable, yeah, efficient. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was weird. I, that's the thing about it. So. Maybe, Bob, the takeaway there is, how do you feel about your Patriots with Matt, Mac Jones being so odd? I don't know. How's that feel for you? <laughs> I, Mac Jones is okay. There's, there's, uh, I mean, he's one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and, I would agree. Uh, I mean, he's going to play for a while. He's got the, he's got the first year. Uh, he's got a five-year contract basically because yep. of uh, yeah. being a first-round pick. Um, unless they go wild and find a way to get Caleb, uh, he'll be quarterback again next year. So that's what we have, and that we just roll it out there. Just got to make it happen. No, I like that, and that's—I mean—that's the way it's going to be. Uh, the last thing I'll bring up, speaking of quarterbacks, and just because I think it's, again, somewhat newsworthy that I was thinking of, was Gardner Minshew looked pretty good for Indianapolis, rushing in two touchdowns. I mean, that's not what we think of when we think of Gardner Minshew as a, a runner or, you know, goal, goal line back in a sense. But, you know, putting up 27.1 points, QB3 on the week, I don't think anybody expected that. Um, Drew, I'll go back to you on this one. Is this a mirage or is this reality? Is this what we should expect from Gardner Minshew every week? No, I, I don't think you expect anything from Gardner Minshew you you expect to see uh things that are all over the board here and this was an example of you know probably the the better version of him right the better yeah. angels of Gardner Minshew this week and you know whether he's playing within himself or things lined up with what the defense gave him and he finally you know took what was there versus trying to push too hard um you know I think a lot of folks I I foolishly um yeah, I psyched myself out of playing Josh Downs in a couple of leagues because I also had Michael Pittman. Mm. And I'm trying to diversify here a little bit and play the game of where do I want to kind of spread the risk. And, you know, fortunately, it didn't hurt me in either leagues. But, uh, you know, in terms of um, seeding and if points come into play, is 23 and a half points in those um, safe leagues is, is uh, a, a big, uh, big total to, to forfeit there. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a regular thing. I think you have to be just as ready for – you know, three interceptions next week um, with Minshew. But it did look like, you know, Jonathan Taylor seems to be a little bit more himself here. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they they stay balanced. And, you know, maybe a couple of years, a couple extra years, and 
Minshew, I think, was um, you know given up on by a lot of folks, both in fantasy and potentially by the league, just kind of being passed around. So, you know, as you mature, maybe he's uh, letting some of that sink in, and maybe he'll value this a little bit differently. Uh, it's funny because I'm watching here, and I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick was a part of the halftime crew, right? And yep. huge, huge hero in Buffalo. I think we all look back. He would be the uh, behind Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. He's the Bills jersey I want next, right? Um, but you know, a guy that had a long career bouncing around, but I think at some point kind of realized what he had and, and figured out how to make the most of his opportunities later in his career. So hopefully Minshew is kind of getting to that point and he could be serviceable, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely not what I would expect for him week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, if you have Minshew, you're probably selling on that and just being like, let me, you know, see if I can move him to a contender or you know, get a second maybe for him now that you couldn't get, you never could have gotten a second for him before. Maybe somebody out there at the late second, a contending second might be willing to give it up. You never know. Uh, we've seen a lot of injuries with Justin Fields. We were mentioning now, you know, being kind of injured and not sure. And then Kyler, of course, has been out, and Anthony Richardson is out. I mean, there's some Aaron Rodgers, of course, going out. There's there's some contending teams, I'm sure, that could use the mm-hmm. help. So, i i would be I would be thinking about a second for Minshew and another piece, maybe something like that. Um, but I don't think that would be ridiculous. I mean, it's probably a little overpay, but at this time of year and with this kind of stuff going on, you got to get what you got to get. Um, all right. So I think that's pretty good for week seven. I don't want to get too in the weeds because some of it kind of piggybacks on, on week eight and looking ahead. Um, this week, we've talked about this the last few weeks, even there are no buys this week. So we had six buys last week um, and none this week. So thank you, NFL gods, for being inconsistent. I love that. I'd much rather you spread them out than have uh, six teams on a buy. That's really annoying. But it was nice putting all those players back in my lineup for this week. That was cool. Um, and I also reminded myself, too, like, there were a couple of leagues where I lost last week. Of course, once to you, Bob, like I mentioned, um, where I'm like, man, how did I thought I had a good team? And then I'm putting everybody back in my lineup and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do have a good team. It's just those guys like my Bengals are on a bye. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of Bengals across all my teams and that it showed. It's just I'll put it that way. It was a rough week. Uh, but with week eight now, again, full strength, everybody back out there. Uh, Bob, is there anybody you're looking forward to seeing this week or any games that you think are going to be particularly fun for fantasy that we should be paying attention to? Um, well, for fantasy wise, I wasn't, um, wasn't looking forward to any there. I'm curious to see what the (laughs) Vikings do if they lose, if they start selling off. Um, curious to see where the Jets end up after this weekend. And I, I'm wishful that we see some trades in the league because you know every year we say oh it's trade deadline time and it's not like fantasy trade deadline no last year was kind of fun it was i don't think it's going to happen like that this year yeah yeah i there's a few players that could move around uh i mean like derrick henry's prime candidate to be moved why why would they hold on to him touchdown davis yes i need one more to hit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Well, so actually, I'll, I'll use this as a break then. So the Jets obviously are playing the Giants, the New York battle. You know, they're kind of both home teams. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, I am curious to see what the Jets do, too. I mean, there, there was a lot of people that were writing them off after week one when Aaron Rodgers went down, and they might still have some gas left in the tank. Like, we can kind of see what happens here. Uh, Vikings, I'm with you. I think Vikings could be an interesting game. Let's see if they're for real or not and see if they can beat the Packers. They should, I guess. Uh, Eagles commanders. It wasn't that the, uh, the game a couple of weeks ago, like week three, I want to say where the commanders almost beat the Eagles in, in Philly. 
So that could be a close one now that it's in Washington. Maybe that makes a difference. Uh, I think for fantasy's sake, the one that I'm looking oh. forward to most might even be tonight, to be honest. Like this, I, this has got a lot of fantasy players in it, you know? The one that I forgot and shouldn't have forgot about is the the biggest game, Miami and KC. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the one that's fantasy-wise. Can't wait to see what happens there. Well, Chiefs play the Broncos. Isn't it? That's that's week nine you're looking at. Yeah, week Didn't nine next week is Dolphins Chiefs. That would be why I missed it. That's why you missed it. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Chiefs play the Broncos. That should be a good game for fantasy, right? A lot of Chiefs scoring on that one probably, um, which could be interesting. And, and, of course, my team playing the Niners, that should be a good game for fantasy. There's a lot of players on that team and both teams that should be really good. Um, and now we just uh, got word. I guess that's news we should bring up. Brock Purdy looks to be maybe missing this week. Uh, where he's in a concussion protocol yeah. on a on a Wednesday, that usually is a bad sign for Sunday. It uh, looks like he got hurt on the tush push. Is kind of the uh, speculation from last week, which is kind of ironic, being that it it didn't work and he got hurt. Uh, but yeah, Bengals now go to San Francisco against it potentially anyway, potentially against uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, that seems like a trap game written all over it in my book. So I'm terrified for my Bengals, but there could be a lot of points in that game too. So. I think it's going to be a good week. I think there's a lot of really juicy matchups, a lot of really uh, potentially anyway, a lot of good battles, like even bears chargers, both teams that are kind of like under underperforming what they thought they were going to be. And just like, not sure of their identities and like kind of sitting in mud, not doing great. That, that game could end up being great on Sunday night. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, Yeah. Monday night should be good too. You got lions trying to bounce back right against the Raiders. So hoping that, you know, Goff and those guys can get right waiting to see, you know, I hope they do right by Monty and when wait till week 10 to bring him back. But, um, you know, Gibbs could have a, a big night depending on what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, maybe this is a good question for this too, with week eight, obviously the trade deadline is Tuesday. So it's just after week eight. Um, do you think we see trades even, you know, Friday, Saturday leading into this week, or is it, I mean, I don't think so personally, but wouldn't that be kind of crazy if we see a Derrick Henry trade on Saturday he may not even play at all on Sunday if that's the case, right? I mean, like that that kind yeah. of trade you would think would keep you out a week. So that's, that's the for uh, fantasy managers to keep in mind a little bit here is keep your eye on the news, you know? That's that's the frustrating ones, right? Where he's already had a week seven buy and now he's going to have like a week nine buy. And then depending on what team he goes to, he might have a week 13. Well, week eight. Buy. And the, exactly, exactly. There right, could so be yeah, a lot we, of, yeah, we keep saying week nine, right? <laughs> yeah. We're looking um, ahead to week eight. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think for most teams, I mean, you're, you're tipping your hand pretty heavy there. And if, you, if you're if you going to do it by Friday, you would have done it by now, I think. So I, think I would most think so, too. Yeah. are going to be getting through this weekend, seeing what they got. And then, yeah, I, I hope uh, I hope Monday, Tuesday are active and uh, we get to see some, some interesting things there. But, you know, the, the NFL continues to put out a, a good product here. So uh, it, it's tough because I think a lot of teams, even AFC East, you know, Je- Bob alluded to it earlier, you know, coming into August, I, I certainly was optimistic that we would have a pretty good handle on the AFC East here, but it is still up for grabs uh, with Miami losing as well, right? So I was glad to see that the Eagles were able to, to pull the win out there to keep Miami within striking distance. The Bills have the head-to-head at this point, um, but of course now the Pats have a, a head-to-head against the Bills. The Jets have yeah. a head-to-head against the Bills in week one. So these are the things that make week 16, 17, 18 uh, meaningful. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm preparing myself for a pretty dull Monday, Tuesday, uh, yeah. and I'll be grateful for whatever we see that, you know, kind of tips the scales one way or the other for some of these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if there was going to be a trade before week eight, we probably would have seen it happen so that they could get him on the field for week eight. Right. I don't think it's going to I don't I 
have we ever seen a trade where it's like the day before a guy is supposed to play? I feel like that happens in baseball sometimes, right? Where you get like a trade where they, they end up making a guy inactive or he's not in the lineup, but he plays the next day because baseball is every day, right? This is not baseball. This is not what you see. So I don't think that's going to happen. There's a lot more to install, a lot more to train, a lot more to learn. So I'd be shocked if something like that happens. But maybe the, the next best question that we can think of, since we're looking ahead to the trade deadline here too, Bob, what trade would you want to see for fantasy? Like, is there anything that you're, you know, hoping happens? Um, got me there. Wow. Well, but uh, Puff Pass kick put one here is like, better be a Devontae Adams trade. Like, what what would a Devontae Adams trade mean for to, fantasy? Let's to the Niners? Um, I mean, you got the Niners, you got actually Kansas City would probably be Kansas City would be player. awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Send them, send them to Kansas City, and you just hand them the trophy. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, that might be tough. Or, or you could send Derek Henry to Buffalo. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, and I was going to ask that to Drew. Like, are you hoping for a Derrick Henry trade to your Buffalo Bills? I mean, obviously their their week is already started and will be over before. Yeah, that, that might not be a bad fit, right? Get he Henry might on Saturday, right? He might have to publicly apologize to Josh Norman, but I think yeah. Buffalo yeah. would appreciate him. Well, I'm just thinking that yeah. too. As a Bills fan, do you want Derrick Henry, Drew? Uh, I'd be fine. I, I what I want is is a healthy defense, you know, more than anything. I think with the tools that we've got. We have an adequate running game between Josh Allen. Um, you know, James Cook is certainly, uh, I think, adequate. I know he's not great for all three downs, which is a little bit tricky. Uh, but the offense is producing because you have Josh Allen. Kincaid is looking good so far. Um, now that Knox looks like he'll be out for a little bit, uh, Kincaid yeah. should definitely get the the bulk of the reps there and some good targets. And Gabe Davis, love him or hate him, you know, the guy comes up big in different moments. So it's not like – we have absolute trash behind Stefan Diggs. And by the way, you forget about Diggs for a minute, and all of a sudden he's got eight catches and 100 yards, right? Yep. So for me, you know, it's losing Matt Milano and losing our secondary, that that hurts more. So I would love to see, you know, if you have a, an aging, a veteran. Like I loved when Von Miller got here a couple of years ago. I hate that we haven't been able to put him in the, in the defense regularly. So if I'm looking, I know that's boring for a lot of our fantasy folks, unless you're in an IDP league. But, um, you know, if I'm thinking pragmatically for what would give us the best chance to win, we, we need some help on some defense here uh, more than I, I think I want to stack the deck offensively. Yeah, I think that makes sense, too, given your not weakness, but given that the one thing that you would want to fix is not your running game. You have other things ahead of that. That being said, if, uh, you know, if the Titans are looking to rebuild and are willing to give them away. I mean, you wouldn't, I don't I mean, think you'd, you'd tilt your head and say, what the hell were we thinking if you sent a fourth yeah. round pick or something? You know, like there's no, what, be I'm race, right. you know? Yeah. what I'm afraid of is that Philly's going to swoop in and make another ridiculous deal here. I saw a, a funny tweet the other day too, right? If, if uh, I forget who the Titans GM is here, I'm in Nashville, but if they get a call with a 215 area code, just, just decline <laughs> the call, right? <laughs> Block it. Yeah. Good, good grief. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles are, are doing some moves. They got Kevin Byard, right? That was the, the trade you're referring to. Yeah. Pretty big deal. I think that helps their defense get even stronger. So that's uh, a little scary for the NFC. Uh, the, I mean, again, there aren't that many, in my mind anyway, there aren't that many trade candidates that are kind of like floating out there still. Um, but the one that I keep coming back to is I would love to see Hayden Hurst back in Cincinnati. I thought he was perfect for that offense last year. Mm. Uh, Cincinnati still doesn't really have much in the way of tight end work with Irv Smith just not getting a lot of love. And I think if, if it was Hayden Hurst and that energy, the, the, the momentum that he brings on drives in the locker room, in the huddle, like 
that's that maybe that's the missing piece that this offense is is needing that had last year and doesn't have now. I don't know, but that's more of a wish than a reality. I, I don't see that happening. I don't see the the Bengals trading anything at this point. They just they never have. I don't think they ever will. Um, the only time I would see that is if they were way out of it, which they're not. So I don't think that that's even like if they were over, maybe you'd see a trade. But even even now, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm curious, I guess, to see what happens. I'm going to be excited and. Hopefully there's something like I like you said, Drew. Like I'm just hoping there's something to talk about. I guess hoping there's some sort of news or something. But it's probably going to be boring. Like we we just you know we got to get used to that. It's more likely to be boring than not. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up for week eight before we spin this show forward? No. Yeah, I like it. Now week eight too. I, I wanted to mention this. Week eight is halfway for a lot of fantasy leagues, if not all of them. You're past the week seven, and that's where a lot of leagues start playing playoffs in weeks 13, 14, all that. So you are at the halfway point of your regular season in most leagues, in most formats. Uh, it's nice to have no buys this week, and it's nice to have your full you know, battery of, of opponents or battery of players, I guess, for your team. But your opponents are going to have their full battery, too. So it makes it a little tricky. That being said, halfway is kind of where you start to make some decisions. At least that's when I make some bigger decisions. Like, do I really have a chance? And I wanted to mention this as like a little bit of a deeper topic. Um, Bob, being part of DTC for as long as you have and kind of talking a lot about trades, obviously we've got a long way, not a long way, I guess, but like a month or so until the fantasy trade deadline. But I'm looking at this like this is when I start making trades and making moves to start deciding what my team's going to be, not only for this year, but for the future. And it's actually we've got three trades here in the listener league updates that I'll go through and they're all very similar. They all involve one player sent for a 2024 third. And I think these are exactly the kind of trades I wanted to mention, at least at some point here. If you're contending, I have no problem at all sending away a 24 third for really any of these guys, if I'm being honest, because 24 thirds are kind of like, who the hell knows, right? You might get Tank Dell. You might get lucky on something like that. You might get, obviously, a Puka Nakua was even a fourth round pick in most leagues. That, that doesn't happen enough. Those are outliers. I think sending away a third for points is a smart move. Uh, we'll go with the first one here in DJ one, which was a 24 third for Tarod Taylor. Drew, I'll kick it to you first. If you're QB needy and you're really wondering, hey, maybe I need another QB or a third or fourth even, would you send a third for Tarod or is it just more of a short-term thing you're not really interested? Uh, I mean, it's short-term, but at this point in the season, if you know you need wins, if you're uh, looking at five and two, four and three, and you look at you look at some of your upcoming matchups and you know that every win starts to matter at this point, I'm fine with that. I mean, the third is a dart throw at this point. So, um, you know, Taylor's, he was a former bill, right? So he was typically yeah. very, very conservative, a good game manager, typically didn't give the ball away. Um, so you're not, especially if you're in some of these leagues where uh, we copy Scott fish and we've got, you know, minus four points for an interception or something like that. He'll do yeah. fine for you. And you know, the giants look good with him, right? The giants look like they are, uh, efficient and a decent, a decent, uh, offense with him. So good game manager. Not going to hurt you. Probably not going to have a super high ceiling. Uh, he's probably still sneaky mobile, which was something that we appreciated when he was in Buffalo. Uh, maybe he wished we did, he had done more, but um, but yeah, I'm fine with that. Even if yeah, it's only I, for a couple of weeks. I, was, I think that the other part of this kind of discussion in theory would be, does Daniel Jones like finish the season? I mean, like they just paid him a ton of money, but he hasn't looked great. And now he's hurt. I mean, if the Giants don't beat the Jets, they're, they're what, like two wins for the season? Like, at some point, you just got to think about, like, let's shut him down and then maybe you see what Tarod's got and you make a trade down the road or something like in the offseason. Uh, Bob, what do you think about this one? Again, as a, as a trading fan like myself, which would you rather have, a 24 third or Tarod Taylor? 
I'll take the third. Take the third. All right. So you're out on yeah. Taylor or just in general, you think a third is going to hold value better? Uh, I mean, I don't think Taylor is going to move the needle for anything, whether I'm sending, adding it into a trade or um, if I am, it's just going to cost me points if I'm tanking. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not interested in having Taylor unless it is just to back up Daniel Jones. Um, that, and your, your trade market is small because that's the only guy that really wants him. Yeah. Well, I think I want him on some teams where I'm just QB needy, where I'm like, just, I'm feeling uncertain. I know there's one league where I've got, uh, well, actually, I think it's in the uh, Death Becomes You League. I've got Jalen Hurts and CJ Stroud, and that's it, right? Like, if you only have two options, I could see that being like, well, let me at least add some, like, a third choice here. Let me see what else I can get. But being a Vampire League, it's a little different than normal Dynasty anyway. But my point is there are probably some teams out there that I could even think of in Superflex. Only Superflex, do you want this? Let's be clear. You don't want to Rod Taylor in one QB. I don't think at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, any any starter is sometimes worth it, but I don't think we give enough credit to the fact that you don't have to start a quarterback in that super flex either. Uh, there are definitely times where you could start a receiver or a tight end if it's tight end premium and have a higher floor and a higher ceiling than Terod Taylor. So you're, you're not wrong. I think Terod Taylor has probably got some of the, you know, shine from the last couple of weeks, but is he really a long-term future kind of solution? I doubt it. I'm with you on that. And I think too, if you're rebuilding, you definitely don't want Terod Taylor. Like give me the third, no. right? Like, let me just hold no. on to that. All right, so that was the only trade we had in DJ1 this week. We got two of them in DJ2. These are 14-teamers. Uh, and I think this is Phil M pretty much deciding, you know, I'm, I'm rebuilding. I want these points off my roster. He made both of these trades. Uh, the first one, he sent Jonu Smith for a third. The second one, he sent Justice Hill for a third. I don't really think either of these are that exciting or worth mentioning, but it's still the kind of trade I was talking about before. Like, if you think you need points and you think Jonu Smith is a guy, which I personally do not, but... Dynasty Eeyore was like, yeah, I'll take Jonu Smith. Let me see what happens with that. And then the Laughing Lizards are the ones that got Justice Hill. I mean, I I wouldn't make these trades. I would prefer the third on both. But these are basically where I'm going. I guess, Drew, what are your thoughts? When you saw these come through, what did you think of these? Uh, I would much rather have Jonu Smith over Justice Hill if I had to pick one of them for the third, uh, especially in a tight end premium. And, I mean, you look at the targets that Jonu's had. It's, it's four, five, six targets a, a week here, which, again, when uh, I think – are these uh, junkies leagues, are, are they 1.5, 2.0? 1.5, sure. For 1.5, yeah. so it's, it's not a huge premium. But again, if maybe you've uh, you've lost some, uh, if, if you didn't get one of the top guys and you're just kind of cycling through your best options, um, you know, I've got a couple of leagues where I've got Janu and Logan Thomas together, and it's just I'm waiting for Logan Thomas to get hurt, uh, and that'll make my decision <laughs> easy. But uh, I saw somebody else post on uh, – Twitter earlier, you know, I, I just traded a third for the Falcons tight end one, right. As a kind of a little bit of satire here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm fine with sending a third for, for John, if you are a team that is looking for those points, or maybe you need some flex, you're looking ahead at week nine, like we are and you, where yeah. buys start to kick in again and sure spot starter too for, for John, and maybe he's good depth. If you've got uh, another tight end that maybe is, is hit or miss or injury um, riddled in the past. So I personally like the third for for Janu, uh way more than I like Man. Uh, Justice Hill for a third. 
Could you imagine if the Falcons had a guy like Kyle Pitts? I mean, like that, that would just be amazing. Oh wait, they, I'm being told they do. They just don't remember. Like I, this is ridiculous to me, but I completely agree with you. Johnny Smith has value, which is not this is the first time I've said that in two years. Um, but at the same time, it's because they're not using Kyle Pitts somehow. It's like it's just it's so frustrating. Bob, what are your thoughts on these two players? Do you agree that Johnny Smith is worth a little more than Hill? Mm, yes, probably. Yeah. Um, are either of them worth a third? Maybe that's the better question. Yeah, they're both worth a third. Thirds are worthless. Um, Preach. <laughs> I I don't even I don't even look at third. If somebody is trying to trade and they re uh, respond and add a third, okay, whatever. I want sure. The other. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it doesn't even hit my my values. Um, the uh, John o. Smith is exactly what we wanted out of Kyle Pitts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the, he's getting the amount of targets Kyle Pitts should be getting. Um, I, maybe it's like Taxi Squad. I don't know how it works. Mm. They, uh, but he is putting up points, and you can't argue with that. I mean, there's there's other players like that in the league too, like uh, Jacoby Meyer. Um, Nobody, nobody adds him. I looked it up. He's like wide receiver twenty four right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the type of players that you can sneak into your lineup, and the other guys are all. Oh, the other, the other league mates are like, why are they? Why are they winning? Well, John Smith is averaging eight points a game. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Yeah, and I think too in tight end premium. I mean, that's the kind of player you like. You know that you, somebody mm-hmm. that kind of is dirt cheap or free almost and thirds are free in my book and you can put in your lineup and feel at least like you got something there you know that's not terrible um i know uh puff pass mentioned this actually we were talking about tarad and i want to mention him too but you know tyson badge and i mentioned him earlier is that a long-term fix for the for bears i don't think so but if you need a quarterback i could see sending a third for that too if you're qb needy or something if you've got injuries because there's no buys this week or if you're looking ahead Maybe you're thinking, hey, I've got fields. I need to back that up because if he misses another game, like Badgett didn't look that bad. But I think sometimes, too, I don't want to say we forget about it, but let's not forget that sometimes defenses don't know what to do when a new QB comes in there. Right. When you get somebody who hasn't played at all, there's no film on him. You don't know how he's going to do. And he connects with Tyler Scott a lot. Right. Because it was kind of it made sense to me, too. Like they're both practice squad guys. They're both like he's got that that, you know, repertoire. He's used to playing that rapport with him. He's got that idea. Right. So that could be another change is that, you know, someone like Tyler Scott could become a little more valuable and we could see DJ more dip a little. I think I was on uh, trade addicts and I think Rocky mentioned, is this the best QB that DJ Moore's ever played with? I'm like, we got to stop. stop doing that guys. Like stop it. it's uh, like, no, I don't think so. Like I'm pretty sure it's still Justin Fields, but that's, what's so funny about his career. He's just had so many things. Um, anyway, so I wanted to make sure at least I mentioned that. Thank you. Puff pass for that, uh, that combination there. And I think this is something else I wanted to get into here too. Thirds aren't worthless. Pretty sure Drew used his third to snipe me on Puka in the league. That's sure did. a fair point, but it's so rare that that doesn't happen often enough. That's the outlier. That's the every the, 10 kind of, years or so. Yeah. Yeah. So what we should be trading for 2033 thirds. Is that what you're saying? Stop. <laughs> Stop. 10 years of, <laughs> talk about worthless. My God. Um, all right. So, I think that pretty much covers it on those trades. I do want to give a quick update too. In DJ one, the junkies team is eight and three. Uh, Funky bunch is still in the lead at 10 and one. So we're right in the hunt there, which I love. 
DJ two, Rocky and Scott and myself, all both of our teams, all three of us in that one are three and four. And Andrew Ember's team is six and one and in first place. So that's, I mean, Andrew Ember's been dominating so far and it stays true. But now DJ three, we are in first place at five and two with 11 victory points tied with the best hooker, which again, great name on that one. So again, lots of good updates there. Our teams are, are doing okay and in the hunt. I know Drew, you're in DJ two, right? Or is it three? I forget which yeah, one you got. I think it's two. Yeah, I think it's, I think two. it's two. Yeah. How do you feel about your DJ two team halfway through the season here? Do you feel confident? Oh, we or are. Worried? We are tanking spectacularly. However, somehow with this damn victory points model that you guys put together, somehow uh, we're still uh, third from the bottom. But I, I need to look yeah. at the bylaws and see: are we are we a, a potential points league here for draft position, or what? What does this look like? I'm pretty sure it's victory points, but we'll have to take a look. Uh, uh, either way, you're you're the lowest three and four team, right? So that's, we that's are. something. Uh, you you've yeah. got it. Looks like the third worst scorer in uh, 794 is the third worst right? yep. so you're, you're down there at the bottom that is for sure uh phil m who we were just talking about is one behind you in 13th place with two and five so and then yeah. demolition in progress which is the team name for zero and seven that that team is purely playing. i mean Ty- tyson batchin is our points. best quarterback right now so that should give you all the information that you need in a 14 team super flex league right and it's we've not ideal hard. yeah yeah. We've been working hard. Um, we we actually uh, made a trade, I think, last week or two weeks ago when we sent one Tony Pollard to get JSN before he had a, a decent week here. Um, so we, we still have uh, Joe Mixon that seems to be nobody wants him, and we can't get anything of any kind of value. I, I think I'm afraid we're going to get to a point where we're going to have to take one of those uh, forgettable thirds for him if we don't move quickly or if he doesn't come back off the bye here and, and score a touchdown this week. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I think uh, Josh and I from uh, Fantasy Timeline, we've been managing the team together for the last year or so. And, and, and overall, I think we realized that we needed to throw in the towel quickly this year. And uh, so far, so good. But please, somebody somebody come and get Joe Mixon. Yeah, maybe I can make a deal with there Because I, I, I like Joe Mixon, obviously, being a Bengals fan. I don't need Joe Mixon, but I'm trying to contend him right in the middle. Maybe there's a, Maybe there's a deal we can work out for the show. Get him cheaply before he gets two touchdowns this week coming off the bye. Trust me, I'm thinking about it. Um, because, again, that's <laughs> kind of what ends up happening with them. But I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to get too ahead of myself. i got to look at some things. But maybe we can make a talk there. So, all right. So, with that, we're going to get into our final segment of the night, which is our Find Me a Trade segment. And, again, I I, I got to love Brian R. for this. I just I got to play it every find time. Find me a trade. Love it. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. We are going to find a trade. Uh, this one was submitted by Jim Mack. At Mac in the USA on X, I guess is what we'll call it. Uh, it is the Iron Throne League. His team name is CD's Nuts, which is always kind of fun. Uh, I've got a couple different leagues where I've got somebody making a CD's Nuts type of joke, and it always makes me chuckle. So thank you for that, Jim. <laughs> uh, it is a uh, 14 team, since we were just talking about 14. It's a 14 teamer, super flex PPR with a full extra point for tight end premium. So it's a 2.0 tight end premium, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it is a start 12, too, which for a 14 team to be start 12 means you're getting deep in those nuts. Uh, you got a QB, two running backs, three receivers, two tight ends, and two flex and a super flex. So this is not Dear only God. is it a, a two-point tight end, but it's also two tight ends. So in this case, you, you're looking at, you know, you need some sort of tight end, end love, right? Uh, Jim's thoughts. I actually, I took this from uh, from the notes that he submitted, and I asked him for an update. That's what the two of these are, but... Uh, he tanked last year, made some pretty aggressive moves this offseason to make a run, but he needs some depth in this format. I would agree. 
maybe a young wide receiver pivot down or use some extra capital to shore up quarterback, tight end, and running back. Uh, he does have a pretty strong starting lineup, but has been pretty lucky. Needs to address QB as he lost Anthony Richardson, which we'll both get into here, you and me, Drew. And then the other two are Fields and Dobbs, which we just mentioned the clock might be ticking on Dobbs. Uh, he's got a, there are a couple of absolute tanks in the league because it's active, but not reckless. Everyone is pretty sharp. I love that info because that's what we always talk about with trading. You need an active league. You can't have a boring league that doesn't talk and isn't sharp, doesn't know what they're doing. You have to have someone willing to trade with you if you're going to make trades. Um, I'll quickly go through his team. I'm not going to bother pulling it up because it's a 14 teamer and it's a sleeper league. So it's a little tricky, but, uh, He's, like he said, he's got uh, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Joshua Dobbs. Then he's got Mitch Trubisky and Brian Hoyer as backups. Uh, running back, he's got Jameer Gibbs, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hall, Jaleel McLaughlin, Samir White, uh, Julius Chestnut, Craig Reynolds, Tyrion Davis-Price. Like, there's some names. Justice Hill we talked about. Some names in there. That, that's not a terrible running back room. I don't mind that. Uh, receiver, he's got A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman. Jalen Waddell, C.D. Lamb, uh, Darius Slayton, Jamal Agnew, and it kind of falls off a cliff. But again, the Waddle, Lamb, Brown, mm-hmm. and Pittman, that's a pretty good starting four. I don't mind that. And then the tight end position, oof, Kyle Pitts, which I'm guessing he was expecting to be dominant, as we all were. Uh, Kyle Pitts is his best tight end, I guess, with a question mark. He's still got Greg Dolchitz, Trey McBride, uh, Brock Wright, Durham Smythe, Charlie Kolar, like just not a lot there. But then he's got all of his picks. And I will say this too, as much as he says that this league is active and, and does make trades, I don't see any trades with picks on the Everybody roster. has all their picks. Everyone the has their years. own picks for the next three years. Yeah. So that makes me wonder if, if his active is different than my active, but that's okay. We're going to let that go. Um, but I would say looking at this, his weakest spot is tight end and you have to start two. So I'm guess I'm starting Kyle Pitts and Trey McBride and just praying like yeah. hoping that that's enough. I mean, that's a little weak, but uh, I guess Bob, I know we were talking about this a little bit before. Were you able to find a trade yet, or do you want us to give you a little more time? There are a couple. Okay, okay. Well, here um, we'll let we'll let you go last. You're the guest. We'll let you go last. Get some more of those ideas right. together. Mine was the easiest or quote unquote simplest, and I think it actually pivots well into Drew's trade. So I just want to make sure we, we hit on this. But mine was be to, would be to send Richardson, since he's hurt and done for the year, send that to garbage man Caleb for Stroud straight up if you can. I don't know if that trade gets done, but, you know, three, six months ago, Richardson was going ahead of Stroud in most leagues. I don't think that's crazy. And garbage man Caleb looks to be on a rebuild already. Uh, he's got Jamar Chase, but after that, I don't know if there's really anybody on this roster I would consider holding in a rebuild. Every tight end is is pretty much trash. Every running back, he's got Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Chuba Hubbard. That's it for running backs. Quarterbacks, other than Stroud, he's got backups and Baker Mayfield. So, like, if if I was this garbage man, Caleb, I'd be pivoting hard into the future. And there are some people out there that would rather have Richardson than Stroud long-term. Maybe they don't trust the Texans. So I think that trade might get done. But if you have to add a little piece to Richardson, I'm fine with that. If you have to add a backup or some sort of running back or whatever – or a future third, like we were just talking about, something that doesn't mean much, you know, that's fine. I don't mind doing that. But what did you think about that one, Drew? And uh, I know that you had a trade that was very similar, so I wanted to get to you first. Yeah, I I like C.J. Stroud. Um, funny enough, uh, I was starting to probably float some ill-advised trades out there a couple of weeks ago uh, involving your own Joe Burrow to get C.J. Yeah. Stroud. Um, you know, see if I get Stroud plus a little <laughs> bit. Um, but, yeah, I – I uh, I would actually hope 
based on the idea that you have um, Richardson as a running quarterback, that maybe you might be able to get one of those uh, less meaningful thirds on top of Stroud back, just to be able to hedge a little bit with another dart throw. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Just to get another starting quarterback, knowing that he's got, you know, fields that's coming off injury and he's going to need some, some startable guys there. Uh, I love these types of leagues. I mean, you're talking 168 top players every given week being started, which means that depth and quality both matter, yep. um, which I think really tests kind of the metal of, of fantasy managers on how do you want to build? I love that he's got kind of a top heavy team that's done well. And yeah, I, I get, you know, luck is a part of everything, but you build a team that's pretty top heavy that should win week in uh, and week out minus some of these fluky weeks. And then now mid season, you start to take advantage of those opportunities to add depth where maybe people don't see value like you do. So Altogether, you know, I, I don't hate it at all. I mean, you're trading age for age. It's rookie for rookie. Yep. Um, and you have Stroud, who I think, you know, at this point looks like he will stay healthier perhaps if he's not taking some of the hits. I don't know that – did Richardson start a full game before he went on IR? Well, yeah, I thought he played at least one full week, and then the second week is when he kind of got hurt. But, I, yeah, I thought he played at least one or two – or three weeks even, I think, actually. Yeah, so, it's. I mean, it's it, he's putting himself out there um, – which you love the upside. You love the rushing quarterbacks. You love the the ceiling there. But uh, again, you already have that in maybe in, in Justin Fields when he comes back, right? So I, I, in Superflex, I love balancing that a little bit. I know there's some folks that go full tilt, full full on and say, okay, great. Give me uh, two running quarterbacks that have nothing but upside. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of live with the, the pendulum swings of maximum ceiling. And then, great, I'm, I might be starting Tyson Badgen and, and – uh, <laughs> you know, a Tyrod Taylor for a couple weeks yeah. just to make sure I fill the roster. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Bob, what do you think about the Richardson-Stroud combo? Is that something you would want to make a move, or does that not feel like enough for Stroud anymore? Uh, it's not enough for me. Um, I'm I'm lower on Rich than uh, many people are. Um, the injuries in that first season is uh, tough to overcome, uh, mentally and yeah. physically. Um, Yep. So for me, I have Stroud probably uh it's gonna cost you a second with uh Anthony Richardson mm. to get Stroud. I think that's a fair point. And I think the way that I looked at this was they were very closely valued in the past. That is not current, right? Like let's look at it this way. Like that is not necessarily the same now, but I know plenty of people that hold on to that value and don't give it up. And then we'll look at this and say, well, you know, Richardson was ahead. If I'm, if I'm not playing for this year anyway, like maybe I just look for the future and maybe I like Richardson. Maybe I liked what I saw. You never know until you send the offer, right? That's one of those where I might just, I might send a DM on the guy and just be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I send the offer blind and just see what they do. Cause I've had some of those where I send it and I'm like, I wouldn't accept this if I were them, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how this works. Maybe they'll, maybe they like it. You never know. So I thought that was an interesting angle. And it was something that, again, doesn't really address the needs at tight end. But I would much rather have a solid second quarterback in this 14-teamer. If you're going to have Fields, who is already looking a little bit injured and maybe not washed, but not steady, you need something if you're going to go into this season and try to win. And if you tanked last year, I don't want to tank again. That's the other thing that keeps coming back to. Like I, I don't like tanking multiple years if I can help it and just donating league fees. So if I tank last year, I want to go in this year. That was my thinking. But Drew, what was your trade? I know you had a couple in there for Richardson. I feel like we all kind of hit on Richardson at some point here. But what, what were you thinking, Drew, for to help Jim out here? Yeah. Uh, first note was that you know 
I love the context that we have. I, I would love to know standings and, you know, how is rookie rookie draft position determined? You know, is it important to shed some of those points or is it really based on your record here? But at face value, um, the first one I looked at was with uh, Benny Raider. Is it Benny Raiders, Benny Ralders, 10? I was looking at um, Raiders, Richard. Yeah. Is Raiders, yeah. For uh, Richardson, for Cousins, and somebody that Bob mentioned earlier, Jacoby Myers, who is quietly, uh, you know, wide receiver two this year. Uh, and maybe a little bit more if you can get. He's got a little bit of a running back depth there. You know, my my ideal would be like, can you get a Monty back? And if you have to add a little bit to the Richardson side to get there, you get Cousins, who is uh, performing well at this point, who will be kind of that steady Eddie to complement Fields and his upside and kind of his volatility. You get a little bit more depth with a Jacoby Myers that even if he even if he levels out at a wide receiver three, a top 30, 36 wide receiver for the rest of the year, when you're looking at his starting wide receivers of uh, Lamb and AJ Brown. You can certainly afford to just add some depth there with 12 starters. And if you get a if you get a flex type running back to throw in, I think he had Kareem Hunt even on his roster, which I, I could be convinced mm. to say, you know what, throw him in and I can spot start him. Uh, maybe he'll come on in the in the playoffs here. Now with Jerome Ford possibly facing injury, so that's one of those like I'll I'll give what some people maybe see as a dollar worth value, and I'll take I'll take five quarters back. That's not a bad idea. I don't mind that. And I think too, with the way you were talking about there with, uh, with Richardson, even, you know, and kind of thinking on the lines of cousins is a, is a great quarterback for now, but not a great quarterback for the future because we just don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, hell two weeks ago, we were talking about cousins getting traded this year and he had to like wave yep. his trade clause and all this. I don't think that happens, but that, that talk is not good for dynasty. You know, that's, that's inconsistent. So I, I don't mind that. I think that Cousins, Jacoby, and a little more would be awesome. I would love that side for Anthony Richardson. Like you said, to like fill up a couple of these depth spots that you're going to need. If you can trade that away and, and kind of push all in, I think that's good logic. Bob, what do you think about that one? Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I'm on board with both of that. Very nice. Well, then what trade did you come up with? I know you mentioned you had a couple. I love your first one that you put on the sheet. I think that's pretty brilliant. But uh, what else you got? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you can send uh, you can send a third Pajanu. Um, yeah, I think that made, makes total sense on this team. Like that's perfect. No one's 100%. traded picks. You can give a third and get Janu, and you might actually need him every week. Like, come on. <laughs> so I've got uh send AJ Brown for Bryce Young. Ooh, now okay. the reason I'm sending AJ Brown instead of Anthony Richardson is. AJ Brown's value is peak. He's got nowhere else to go, right? I mean, he's not going to overtake Jefferson. The only thing, only place he's going is down. So I'm going to move him while he's peak. Keep Richardson. Give him a chance. Maybe his value comes back. So I'm going to increase it that way. Um, so that's why I'm thinking you send AJ Brown for Bryce Young. You, you might have a chance. Uh, the Dutch. Dynasty there has a need for wide receiver. They also have a need for running back. Send them swift along with it and grab a first. Um, though that's something you can do. And I would send it. I'd send swift out to every team looking for a first um, because yeah. I didn't read the paragraph before the pick that explained like his tank the year before and all that. I looked at the team. I said, that's not ready to compete. I'm going to start trying to see what I can do for next year. 
Um, the quarterback situation has put him in a pickle. And the only way around that is to start building towards next year. Yeah, I think getting pick, getting picks is never a bad thing. Yeah, like they're, they're going to be assets you can trade for something somewhere, you know, or make the pick if you have to. Right. And then one of my favorite things to do, test your, test your league mates out, drop three first on them and try to get Mahomes or Allen or Hurts. If that doesn't work, send them two and send them Richardson or A.J. Brown. <laughs> uh just see what it costs to get one of those three that if you yeah. can if you can get them for three first then you gotta steal and i like the idea of doing like richardson in two first because obviously he was a first that's still worthy of a first round pick i think richardson is worth at least a first in a 14 team oh. super flex if not more oh, so you might be able, mm-hmm. well so you might be able to look at that and the, the person you're trading with might be like well i'm getting a haul for this like this is you know this is worth it that's two firsts for richardson and then two other ones so that could be a nice way to play that too. The other thing to kind of uh, with what you said about with Dutch Dynasty, he's got Tua and Justin Herbert are his top two QBs. So giving up Bryce Young for a, a stud receiver like AJ Brown might not be a bad move. He might. I mean, again, his his receivers are Drake London, uh, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Like a lot of those names that are in that wide receiver two three conversation, but he doesn't have a stud one. And, yeah, and that might I mean, be a trade too if he's looking at that. Like, well, okay, I can get AJ Brown. Like he's like you said, he's at his peak. Like that may be a good move. So I like that logic a lot. Uh, Drew, what do you think about those trades? Anything that stood out to you on there? Yeah, I I actually um, tried to send uh, Richardson in a league, a twelve team league that I'm I'm competing in. Uh, tried to send Richardson for AJ Brown plus a little bit and uh, got shot down immediately. So uh, I pivoted from there. But yeah, I, I love that idea of getting. Uh, you know, if you can send AJ Brown um, and get a, a really good quarterback back uh, that has a, a future as well, um, I, I'll be honest. You know, I know we've been talking about values and so forth. I, I didn't get a chance to plug earlier. You know, DTC is my go-to when I start. You know, kind of formulating when I put my trades together. I love that it integrates with MFL, but um, you know, I love that it's fluid with the values. That even last week I was putting together a Richardson trade, and I watched his value change from last week till this week. Mm. Uh, based on the things that have happened in the market there. So, and it, remind me, Bob, it's it's super reasonable still for a year subscription, right, to DTC? Yes. Um, I mean, it's $3 a month, or I believe it's still $20 for the whole it's 20 year. 20 bucks for the year. It's, un- oh, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I, I love DLF, and I go there, and I love their ADP and some of the tools they've got and the ability to import your leagues and so forth. But, you know, whenever I'm double checking uh, or if I'm kind of trying to figure out where do I want to start and, you know, if I know I have a league mate that's pretty um, pretty dependent on trade values, I, I love how easy DTC is to go to. So I'm looking at as I'm building some of these trades with Richardson, you know, how do I pull something together and I can, you know, let somebody know, hey, this is what it looks like uh, according to this, this calculator. What do you think? So uh, I appreciate you guys keeping that pretty fluid because that that for me is is so valuable, especially in season. You know, off season and not in the non-point scoring. You know, DLF is really cool to see with everybody doing the mock drafts and stuff. Yep. But uh, I appreciate how accessible DTC is as well. Yeah, that yeah. is um, Izzy is on top of that. Yeah, and it takes real trades into account. I mean, DLF I think does the same. But like, I love that it takes in actual trades to make values. It's not just somebody saying, "Oh, I'm you know holding my finger up in the wind and it's oh he's worth a first. Like, no, this is actually what we're seeing people trade him for. That's the market I want. Mm-hmm. That's the info that matters. And I think too, um, for the, well, since we're on this DTC kick, I like using both because they're very different and, and have different pros and cons. 
And sometimes you can find a trade that works well on one and be like, all right, let me send that. But then you send the screenshot for DLF and be like, look at this. You're making out like a bandit. You know what I mean? But I just, I like it because of the DTC values or vice versa, right? So you can kind of play them against each other. Um, well, I know the, sometimes, go ahead. The key is to find out which one your league mates use. Exactly. And then yeah. you go find your, uh, find what works the, with the that trade calculator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love doing that. And I'm with you too, though, Drew. I like to start a lot of my trades in a calculator just to see if I'm way off. And a lot of times what I have found, and I've mentioned this on the show before, what I have found is I'll put it in the calculator be like, oh, I can probably get more than I thought. Like, oh, hell, that, that value is more than I expected, you know? So like I'll send an offer with an extra second in there that I wouldn't have done if I hadn't gone to the calculator. So, I mean, and I'm not saying everybody needs them, but that's where I've had a lot of extra value come back my way uh, where trades get accepted with more than I expected, right? Just like, oh, okay. Well, I, I would have gladly done it for yeah. less. If you'd counter, you, I would have done it. You're making me think here. Speaking of charity and fantasy cares, maybe based on how reasonable DTC is, maybe I gift that to some of my league mates next year. There you so go. I know that that's the one that they're using. I was just going to say that helps you too. That's brilliant. I, yeah. I, uh, I actually responded um, to somebody with a trade that way. Uh, <laughs> I told, I told them I would buy them a subscription. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, three yes. months is ten dollars, right? That that's half your season there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea. That's brilliant. I like that, actually, I, I get a lot of really bad offers in my, in one of my home leagues. I might have to do that. <laughs> just be like, hey, I'm helping you. I'm helping me. Like, let's just stop beating around this bush. I like that. All right. Well, I think that covers us pretty well. Hopefully, Jim, you got some really good ideas there. I think we're all on the same page. If sending Richardson might not be a bad idea, he's maybe one of your better pieces. But if you're really wanting to contend, he's not going to help you do that. If you're trying to rebuild, I don't think really many of our trades were toward that. I mean, some of Bob's, I guess, were more on the pick side. But if you're trying to rebuild again and kind of going into the tank again, then I would hold Richardson and see what you can get for some of the other pieces. You've got a stud receiver room. I completely agree. I think if there's a way that you could send one of those receivers and somehow get a tight end, that might be kind of a good idea or kind of neat. But if you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay up in that league for tight ends that matter. So going after a Jonu Smith, Going after uh, Kate Otten, even like some of these like lower, very lower tier guys might not be the worst idea. You know, maybe that's the angle you go by. And uh, hopefully you can get something done. Hopefully when you do uh, send us a tweet, uh, put in you know, DMs, whatever you want to call it. We love hearing people get uh, actual trades done on the show. So with that, I think we're going to call it a day. I, I appreciate you being here, Bob. Again, let people know where they can find you on the X and what you got going on. Um, find me uh, at uh Bob Gilchrist FF, and I am always working on something. Uh, make sure you're following DTC. I am posting uh, trades or rankings all the time. Uh, make sure you're following Fantasy Cares. Uh, you Definitely. never know when we have a good uh, contest going on. And that is probably the only place you're going to find me. Well, I know I you're might, busy with a lot of stuff, so. You, you might find Bob in some random trivia rooms as well. Uh, I know, you know, during COVID, we would uh, catch each other there in Clubhouse periodically. So I don't know. You still doing trivia anywhere, Bob? Or uh, you're good for some no, fun No, I have not. Um, I, I was doing pretty good there for a while on that. Uh, but it, it um, I don't know. Is Clubhouse still a thing? I actually I don't know. The, the app keeps updating, but uh, I, I've gone back to uh, real bar trivia at this point. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually had a trade this week that I had been, I had sent out a few times and kept getting rejected. And I couldn't see why. Um, I sent out uh, Cooper Cup and Keenan Allen for Amon Ra St. Brown. 
Cooper Cup and Keenan Allen for Amon Ra. Are you going to trade years for points? In that situation, it depends on my team build, I guess, more. But if I, I, I like the points, and especially with depth, I mean, Keenan and Cup are both starters for me, and I think you're probably getting about the same points this year, at least, from Amon Ra that you would from Cup most weeks. And you get the bonus points of Allen. I, I would make that trade and take the, the two receivers probably in most situations. What about you, Drew? Yeah, that that's tough. Um, yeah, I, I think I was expecting once Jameson Williams came back and once some other guys got healthy, maybe Amon Ra would uh, cool off a little bit. But it seems like he is uh, solidifying himself in that, I don't know what, top five, top six receivers, depending on what your points Perhaps, look like, yeah. what your scoring looks like in your league. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 we talked about this a little while ago, too. I think I tend to be a little bit uh, maybe greedier in some of these uh, bigger trades where, you know, I want to hedge a little bit more. So Keenan Allen is in both Cooper Cup are both, you know, kind of on the the downslope of their careers here. But again, if you're pushing for a championship this year and you need the starters and you can use those points, you can definitely make a case for that. Um, I think probably I would uh, I'd push pause on that or see if I could get a little bit more back, um, maybe like a a third or a, a late second or something like that. Just so I feel like I could maybe recoup a little bit of youth next year, but uh, you can certainly make a, a case for either side of that. But I think personally in most leagues that I'm in, uh, unfortunately, Bob, I think I'd probably send that back to you uh, at face mm-hmm. value. That's, that was what I saw when we put up the poll too. 50, 50, 50, 50. That's those are the best trades, aren't they? When it actually comes back 50, 50, it's like everybody agrees that this is a good trade for both sides, you know? Like that's that's the fun part about this. And I know Puff Pass has been in the chat all night. He said that that's a good trade for St. Brown side. Uh, he also mentioned this before. I want to get make sure I mention this, but like careful hall, don't mess with Texas. I was talking about the Texans. Uh, he also, since we're talking about Cup, two uh, girls, one cup is the best team name I've come across. I love that team name too. So yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of I appreciate you, Puff Pass, in the chat tonight. There's a whole bunch of different names out there that can involve uh cup. Let's just put it at that. But uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, Bob. It's been a pleasure having you. I know you got a lot of content, at least in your brain, that you can't tell us about, uh, that we'll find out about at some point. I know you're working on a lot of different things behind the scenes, and we appreciate you being here. Uh, follow us at Dynasty Junkies. You can follow me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow Drew at DR underscore PRA. Uh, Rocky doesn't get his red because he's not here. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, follow us at the DAP Network on the Twitters and the YouTubes and all the other socials. I don't know what they are anymore. Uh, again, thank you to Puff Pass for hanging out in the chat. We had a couple people. Albert was in there earlier. Uh, we also had a Mr. Football in there saying that we all look very handsome, which is like, flattering and confusing at the same time. So I like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's all we got. So we'll kick it over to you, Drew, to kick us out of here tonight. Yeah, I think that's it. Junkies out. Thank you.